Our reading this morning is from Luke 23, verses 35 to 43. And the people stood by watching, but the leaders scoffed at him, saying, He saved others, let him save himself if he is the Messiah of God, his chosen one. The soldiers also mocked him, coming up and offering him sour wine and saying, If you are king of the Jews, the Judeans, save yourself. There was also an inscription over him, This is the king of the Jews, or the Judeans. One of the criminals who were hanged there kept deriding him and saying, Are you not the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him, saying, Do you not fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed have been condemned justly, for we are getting what we deserve for our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. He replied, truly I tell you today, you will be with me in paradise. This is the word of God for the people of God. Starting last week, we continue our sermon series, Jesus' Last Word from the Cross, based on the book um, written by uh, Pastor Adam Hannison, The Final Words from the Cross. And last week, we began this series with Jesus' first saying from the cross, Father, forgive me. I'm sorry, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And we learned that Jesus' first words from the cross were a prayer for all of us. And today, we will consider Jesus' second final words. You will be with me in paradise. Let us pray. Holy Spirit, we invite you this place. Spirit, touch our hearts so that we can have open hearts and open minds. And with your spirit, also guide my tongues so that I can deliver the message that we, that we all need to hear and to do. Thank you, and I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, this is a story um, from one of the United Methodist Church. I don't know where um, it's located, but a Sunday school teacher asked the children in her Sunday school class. She said, if I sold my house and my car had a big guard sale and gave all the money to the church, would I get into heaven? And then the children say, no. And she asked again, if I cleaned the church every day and then mowed the yard and kept everything neat and tied, would I then get into heaven? And then they say, no. Well, she continued, then how can I get into heaven? Then in the back of the room, a five-year-old boy said, 
need to die. Friends, today we will consider Jesus' second last words from the cross. Today you will be with me in paradise. These words deal with one of the important Christian doctrine, salvation. And we, we all want to go to heaven at some point right so that's why we believe in god and we try to good things as much as possible the pastor adam hamilton says in his book the final words from the cross that jesus second last words gives us reassurance and comfort but how these words gives us reassurance and comfort. In order to understand this, we need to go back to the scripture and figure out whom Jesus was speaking to. Today's gospel lesson begins right after Jesus was crucified with the two criminals in the place called the skull. The crowd and the soldiers began to mock Jesus by saying, if you are God's Messiah, if you are the King of Jews, save yourself. Then to criminals who were crucified on each side of Jesus began to speak with him and ask him to save them, but in a different tongue. Then Jesus said these words, today you will be with me in paradise. Not to both of them, but only to the, pers the person, the criminal, who was on the right side of Jesus. Again, Jesus spoke this word, not to his mother, not his disciples, but the criminal who deserved to die because of evil things that he had done, but Jesus offered him salvation. I think this fact gives us assurance and comfort. But why? Because firstly, it reveals who Jesus is the one who accepts all people regardless of their criminal backgrounds, their, their uh, cultural or whatever backgrounds and whatever shortcomings that they have. Jesus welcomes them with open arms and open hearts. That's who our God is. And secondly, the fact that Jesus offered the salvation to criminal, it gives us reassuring comfort because it opens up the possibility of salvation to everybody 
no matter who they are, no matter where they are from. While doing ministry, I met many different kinds of people who are from different backgrounds. Whenever I meet someone who do not know Christ and who do, who do not go to church, I invite them, come and listen to the God's Gospels. And I, I still remember one of them saying that he didn't think that he would fit into the church because he thought that church was where only good people go. But that's not true. Actually, the opposite. In Gospel Luke chapter 5, verse 31 and 32, Jesus says, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. The church is a place where everybody is welcome. But somehow, many people think that only good people can come here. That's not true. That's why throughout his ministry, Jesus, who was the most innocent and pure person, spent a lot of time with sinners and the outcasts and the marginalized. By accepting the title, the friend of sinners, and by accepting the crucifixion, Jesus showed to the world that what kind of God he is. And he opened up the door wide for salvation. And he made salvation available for everybody. Literally, everybody. No matter who they are. No matter how simple they are. And including those who never thought themselves as a part of the story of salvation, like the criminal whom we see in this gospel lesson. Thus, Jesus saying, today you will be with me in paradise. To the criminal on the right side of Jesus can give us reassurance and comfort because the words affirm that Jesus already promised the salvation to us as he did to the criminal. Secondly, Jesus saying, today you will be with me in paradise gives us reassurance and comfort as we observe how the criminal who was on the right side got the words from Jesus. In this story, there are two criminals who present us. Verse 35 and 36 says, the people stood watching and the rulers even sneers at Jesus. They said, he saved others. 
Let him save himself if, if he is God's Messiah, the chosen one. And the soldiers also came up and mocked Jesus. They offered him wine vinegar and said, if you are the king of Jews, save yourself. And in the next verse, we see two criminals who were crucified on either side of Jesus. Both criminals heard what people were saying about Jesus. Both heard Jesus praying to God, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And both saw the sign over the head of Jesus. This is the king of Jews, were written in three different languages, Hebrew, Greek, and Latin. Yet we hear two different re responses to the sign. One saw and mocked Jesus, and one saw, believed him as a savior. And he asked Jesus, probably in a prayer-like manner, Jesus, Jesus, remember me. Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus didn't say, no, you can't. You have so many sins. Instead, Jesus told this guy, truly, today you will be with me in paradise. In this text, many scholars ask us to ponder which criminal is us. But I think both of them are us. This is because in our faith journey, we found ourselves acting like both to some degree. Sometimes our hearts are hardened to God like the criminal who are on the left side of Jesus. Sometimes we have a full of you know, God's spirit and that we love God and we love to do anything God asks us to do. But you know what? Whether or not you feel God's spirit or presence in our lives, the truth is that God is always with us. And God's love never, never fails us. And God continually pours out his grace on us. That's who God is. That's our God who loves us so much. So even when our hearts are hardened, even when we do not see God's grace, our Lord Jesus is patiently waiting for us on 
until we open our hearts, until we open our hearts and accept God's grace, which is already given us. And Jesus continually tells us to receive it. Here is the grace that I have for you. Receive it. And once you receive it, you will see, you will receive the promise of salvation. So that is what we found the good news from this text. Maybe you say, I'm not like the criminal. I don't have that much sin. But as long as we live in this broken world, we are sinful. And in some degree, we are broken. That's why we need God's grace. God's grace can help us to see some bad thing in God's way so that we can bring God's healing to this broken world. And earlier we shared our prayer concerns. Why we do pray to God? Because we are weak. Because we don't have that power like God does. That's why we ask God, God, we need your help. So once we recognize God's grace is here for us, like the criminal who are on the right side, we got the salvation. And God promises us, you are with me today in paradise. So I hope that you got this message and you preserve this message and trust in the Lord and believe that God's salvation is already given to you. So with open hearts and open minds, and receive it, and claim it, this is mine, this is mine, then the salvation is yours. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, we thank you for your amazing grace that is already given to us. Sometimes when our, our hearts are hardened, we do not see it. It is there for us. Lord, we confess our sins. We confess our hardened heart. Lord, with your spirit, open our hearts and minds so that we receive your grace with grateful hearts and we give thanks to you for all that you have done for us. Thank you, Lord. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.